Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode from Seth and Tone. Today is our Love Sit Radio special. If you want to find out more about that entails, stick around because I'll be telling you right after the intro. Hello everybody and welcome back to today's episode, our Love Sick Radio special. We've got a wonderful interview with Glenn, David and Tucker where we discuss the latest single from the band Last Goodbye as well as making the right moves earlier on as a band and so much more. If you want to find out what the interview is about, you're going to have to stick around and hear the current track Last Goodbye and then we'll be going straight into that interview there with David, Glenn and Tucker. <laughs> goodbye which is love suits radio's latest single here comes our interview with glenn david and tucker i hope you enjoy it tucker welcome to setting the tone making your debut um tucker is from the band love sick radio and um, welcome tucker it's great to have you on the show hey thanks for having me i appreciate it no not a problem um tucker for those that don't know of love sick radio because I, I you're fairly new i imagine to the uk and european um 
scene, so to speak. Talk me through how did Lovesick Radio kind of start and what kind of influences Lovesick Radio? Yeah, it definitely has some uh, classic rock, southern rock type of uh, vibe to it. I'm actually the newest, uh, the newest guy to the group, so it's hard for me to give you all the uh, the exact background. Dave is definitely our, uh, I call him the uh, the leader of the group. He uh, he's got the smarts, he's got the the talents. He's uh, brought us together, and uh, he kind of shows us the way. <laughs> In terms of like your influences, obviously you mentioned like Southern Rock there. So would it be fair to say stuff like Blackstone Cherry, um, kind of like being the big obvious one that kind of would be if someone was to tune into Love Sit Radio, that's kind of what they should expect to hear. Yeah, we get that Blackstone Cherry. Uh, I've I've heard that for sure. I know Dave and I particularly uh, are big fans of bands like um, uh, we're big Aerosmith fans. Uh, we're big Black Crows fans, the two of us. So I know we pretty we uh we get the we agree with that, and we I know that the influence with the two of that kind of that groovy type of swing rock. I know that the uh that that's definitely helped out with the influence of us. Mm. Yeah, I, I picked up a little bit of Aerosmith with the earlier tracks that I've heard. Um, looks like we've got a couple of new faces. Welcome, hey, guys. <laughs> hey, welcome, welcome. How's it going? It's going hey, well. Where's, where, where, where's Tucker? He's invisible. Oh my bad! I didn't know. My bad! I didn't even. I didn't you even know goofball! That. I'm so sorry. Um, see, see, Tucker also forgot about the one we had before here to call him out. I did. I know it's, it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm I knew it was going to happen. I was like, I'm going to get told about that, and that's okay. That's why I definitely made sure to show up the extra early on this one. <laughs> Guys, wel welcome to setting the tone. Tucker was just filling us in a little bit in terms of how the journey for Love Sick Radio started and kind of the influences of the band and um, stuff like Aerosmith has come up and Blackstone Cherries, just to bring you up to speed a little bit there. Oh, thank you. Yeah, oh, I mean, cool. he's right. I would agree with those. Aerosmith, Blackstone Cherry, Blackberry Smoke, mm -hmm. The Rival Sons. You know, those are all bands that we definitely dig and I think we pull from influence-wise. Yeah, for I'm sure. Just I was just asking Tucker because obviously you guys are, I imagine, relatively new to like the UK and the European um, scene, so to speak. So, where did the journey begin for the band? And unfortunately, Tucker was doing his best to kind of backfill that story. But being the newest member, he's he's not actually still a little bit hazy, he's still brushing up, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in Tucker's story, he should have said the band didn't really start till I joined the band. That's when, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's when the party started. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, I mean, to do a brief synopsis, the band is like almost has like two marks. It, we don't really even like do anything from the first mark of the band. And, you know, I would, you know, I think when Tucker joined, he did help bring a freshness to what we were doing and like a cohesiveness. Cause you know, there was, you know, Glenn, me and Troy and Matt, but you know, we were always missing that other guy who I think connected on a certain level with us, you know, mm -hmm. vibe wise and like musically. So I think when Tucker joined, I mean, you could say that the band really started then, you know, we just had a bunch of songs before he showed up. Yeah. In terms of obviously you relatively a new band coming through, especially to the UK scene, what's, how important is it for you as a band to be making the right moves in terms of surrounding yourself with the right people, whether that be PR mm -hmm. management um, and obviously trying to get yourself into the right spaces to, for people to hear and see what you're about. Um, I think it's, I mean, we all can throw in our two cents, but I think it's very important. Um, we're, we're lucky we're, you know, we have like the rage PR guys in our back who are helping mm -hmm. us get out 
over there. You know, I mean, I was born in Manchester. My mo mother is English and, I, and my dad was American. I came to America when I was five. So to get back over there with the band, it's very, like, very important to me because I, you know, that's home. You know, I love mm -hmm. your, you know, the UK and it's, the people are amazing. And I think it's, I can't wait to get, we're going to be touring over there in late August, early September, we'll be hitting all, a bunch of markets in all over Europe. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's really important for us. And like, you know, we're distributing the stuff through earache right now. And we're talking to some people who are hoping, hoping we'll get us, um, some different managers and booking agents that hopefully will help us push the band even further than what, where we got it at right now. In terms of when you guys were growing up, I kind of liken the being in a band over here to like a young boy wanting to be in a soccer team. In in England, it's kind of a lot of young boys' dreams and even girls now to be part of that. But it's so difficult. Many Not many get there. So what was it like for you guys growing up and wanting to be in a band? Did you kind of have to keep that belief that one day you're going to get there and just keep positive and obviously the dream's happening? Fucker, I'll huh? start that one. I'll start that one. Yeah. No, I mean, it's there's a lot of people who are going to try to discourage you. Um, if you say, Oh, my dream is to be, you know, a musician. Like, what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be a musician. I want to play in a band. And I mean, you get told a lot. That's not a realistic goal. I mean, you should have a backup plan X, Y, Z, but I mean, yeah, you just got to believe in yourself and you got to believe in what you're doing and just hold on to it. It's good advice. I think it's yeah. definitely difficult now because the market's quite saturated and yeah. it's really hard and i think bands if you're starting a band you've got truth i think you're gonna to have to prepare for the slog there's a lot of yeah. work that's got going to it i was mm -hmm. speaking to another band um last week and i was saying that a lot of people don't realize that some bands have been around for 10 15 years yeah. and have already put out eps or albums and until they hit the big time you don't really realize that kind of what's gone into it previously yeah, yeah what do they say absolutely an overnight success takes 10 years i think is what they say to be considered an overnight success takes 10 years. So, you know, we're, we're just getting started, but <laughs> we're just, we're just going to try to be true to ourselves. And, you know, hopefully uh, you connect with people with the songs that you believe in. And I think that's the bottom line is like, it's going to take as long as it takes. So what do you say? What was it? My turn, Dave? Is that what you said? Oh, I said, what do you think? Do you agree? Um, Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, it's hard to imagine myself doing really anything else. I spent most of my middle school and high school days with a, broom and the Beatles on a big stereo just pretending to be a rock star so I kind of I figured this was the path that was going to happen even uh 15 years later I was just, I was just doing it to the Stones and Aerosmith though you're doing it to the Beatles so the classic well, rival. it's it started with mm. the Beatles for sure I love Paul McCartney so like I would just practice uh singing his harmonies I thought that I was good because I just love Paul's voice and it went for just spiraled from there I'm like okay start to move on to some 70s rock like foreigner and things and it's hard for me to imagine wanting to do really anything else or at least having uh, the drive to pursue anything the way that we are currently doing in this uh, situation it's, it's great there that you mentioned talk about obviously the Beatles like I, for me it's kind of weird I, I respect all the British bands that we've had like Sabbath and Mm -hmm. I made in that, but when I was going, for me, it was about like Metallica and Guns N' Roses, like hearing what the American <laughs> imports had to offer. It was, I was in awe. And my my fondest memory is uh, November Rain, the video, and just seeing Slash mm -hmm. come out into that church going, oh my oh, yeah. God, what's going on? What's, what's this about? <laughs> so it's cool that you've obviously likened, I know a lot of the Americans do talk about like the British um, scene and, and what's come out over the years to influence them. So that's pretty cool.
Yeah, that's funny to hear. Yes, yeah, I love. Yeah, so I love Beatles, love Paul, and uh, especially, and then of course switching it over to something a little bit more, a uh, little bit ro- more rock and roll. I I'm just so huge on the Who and uh, Roger himself. That was a huge, uh, just the way he moved on stage and just his, uh, man, he was just so cool. I don't know how else to say it besides that. Uh, man, that just the Who just blew my mind, and I just wanted to be everything. Just wanted all of that right there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you mentioned like Guns N' Roses, man. Those guys are influenced by like Hanoi Rocks and, you know, all the cool British bands. To me, it's like, it's funny. Like you said that like British bands to us, I think, are just have that coolness factor, especially yeah. back in the, like the newer bands, like you know, Temperance Movement. I know who aren't around anymore, but they're just so cool. And, you know, it's like, there's so much great music. I mean, on both sides of the pond. So it's, just, it's I don't know. We're trying, we're hopefully draw from all of it. Yeah, no, I, I think one of the, the best compliments I can give to the pandemic as horrible as it was for everybody was that over those couple of years, there were some really great albums that were coming out from so many different corners mm-hmm. of, of the scene. So, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's been good. Um, speaking of releases, you guys have been up to a little bit of work over the last couple of years. Um, let's talk through Gimme Gimme. Um, and I need a little, I hope I've said that correct. Is it Gimme Gimme or Gimme Something? I believe it gimme is. Gimme Something. But, you That's know, uh, it was a working title so that works yeah that was my vote i got i got outvoted no oh, damn <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old, isn't that good an abba song I, it, Jimmy, it, Jimmy. Is, it is indeed yeah. yeah it is you could cover it and spice it up it needs a little rendition yeah i i love abba so i'd be done with that <laughs> how did those uh how did those two tracks in particular come about for you guys and and what was that like writing and recording them and um give, give me something went through a, a lot of changes we actually tracked it one way with a totally different course and we're i was just like man that is not right yet and we kept working on it and then we got with, together with a guy named tuck who uh is in a bit was in a band called biters now oh, i know biters they, they yeah. were a great band absolutely Hell great yeah band. they were dude they were killer they put out one song i'm planking on the name of it it was off that second album i believe that they put out through um earache it sounded just like t-rex was it, can't, can't. the track that i got into him through was a, um, a track called 1975 and it's got this really cool hook that's a great song too dude do they tucks is a great songwriter but he helped us with the chorus of give me something he's like He's like, he's like, you guys have all the parts, just dumb it down a little bit. And then he's like, just do this. We're like, okay. And then when I kind of took it and ran with it and wrote a riff behind a melody that he came up with. And then we kind of finished the song. But that was a, I'm hope we're, I'm hoping to do more songs with him. He's such a, such a killer songwriter. You know? He is, and I'm happy to see that he's recently put out his debut solo album. So it's great that he hasn't just kind of faded away into obscurity there so really cool yeah he's, he's too talented man he's a he's killer i need a little was a song that um troy and i started that we were kind of trying to do something kind of like the black crows and then we kind of we jammed on it as a band and it kind of developed to where it was at so yeah we and we have a we're working on a full-length album right now that we we're going to have some of those singles that we put out the past year or two with a mm-hmm. bunch of new songs so we're really excited about the record that we have coming out yeah, indeed. And also you're, you're promoting currently Last Goodbye. Um, what's, what's Last Goodbye about? Is it a, a, like a nice little romantic song and saying goodbye or is there more to it? Well, Troy wrote the lyrics to that and uh, lyrically it's about... It's about it's, a, a saying, friend. Yeah, saying goodbye to somebody doesn't have to be a bad thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. it usually it's for mm-hmm. the best. And that's kind of what that song is. It's more of a celebration of 
this is the last time this is happening and that's okay with us you know aside from um music what are your passions outside of music what do you guys go to to kind of chill and with the downtime who wants to start that one i think you should glenn okay um so for me uh i play hockey a lot that's one Mm -hmm. of my things that i like to do um get out on the ice and play a couple week times a week uh i like to work out i've got five nieces and nephews so i like to spend time with them that's my that's my stuff that i do to chill out do you find having nieces and nephews the best thing is that you can give them back exactly that's what i always <laughs> tell people i'm like it's like having kids but then i just get when they start crying i just give them to their parents exactly i i, lo- I love mine to be- pieces but like when they're kind of wearing me out I'm just like they go bro take yeah kids back. <laughs> like, well i guess it's time for you guys to leave now <laughs> no i can relate to that Glenn. that's pretty cool what about you tucker oh man <laughs> i'm pretty uh i'm pretty nerdy with some things like superhero type stuff so uh i like to actually read comic books and um i used to be really into all the superhero movies until just recently probably just because i got just there's just been throwing them left and right there's like 300 a year so but um, I'm really into like, I do like films in general, like just checking out different black and white ones all the way up to now, just random thing. And I really like movies that um, people that typically are not super into, like not, not all the time, but I like my favorite stuff is like, I like Tron, but no one really wants to talk about Tron and stuff, <laughs> stuff like that. I'm like, so the closest I get as I, sometimes I walk into to practice with Dave and be like, hey, Dave you've I, at least you've seen the new superhero movie can we talk about it a little bit and he's always indulged me a bit because he knows he's the only guy around he's gonna talk to me about it so that's what it is well you know for, for me it's like i love working out and i'm boring i just love music those are my two things but he's mentioned the superhero thing or dc or whatever i, I when the what's that guy's name who's in charge of dc now james uh, gunn, james gunn. And when he made his announcement today about the new lineup stuff i was like you gotta talk to tucker about that <laughs> I, did, I did look at it <laughs> uh, how close are you Tucker to um Florida in terms of your, your base at the moment because they've got a brand new Tron ride opening uh, that's opening in Florida Disney oh, I, I know I'm so excited like I'm, I'm planning on I've never been to Disney World actually in Florida I'm in Ohio I've been to Florida never been to Disney World but I have specifically talked about going the first weekend it's open because I want to be a part of all the this, I'm I'm sure it's not going to be too crazy because no one is going to be too worried about it like I am, but there's going to be a niche people there and I want to meet them. I want to put my Tron shirt on and meet the five people that came there. <laughs> you know? you, uh, well, it looks like you, you know, you're potentially going to have a third Tron film if, if the reports are correct. I, oh, I did. I saw, I did see that. I'm pretty, I'm just excited that it's back on the, uh, back in the uh, works, I guess. I'm, yeah. I did like the second one a lot. I've watched the uh, little cartoon version or the the animated version. I like Bruce Boxleitner. I want it, I want it all back. Give it to me. <laughs> it's it's coming with with all these kind of different activities that you'll get up to. What do you take out of those activities if you do in terms of, and translate that into your art? Is there anything that you kind of go, well, I'm I don't know, I'm shooting some pucks today, and that's got a lyric or i'm watching a film and i can write a lyric about that or i've lifted yeah. dead weights and i can write about that yeah i actually oh sorry david do you want to oh never mind i thought it went up um yeah i guess i'll go <laughs> first <laughs> so i like to write songs or play songs um based off of like 
visual images in my my mind a little bit anyway that's always how I start music I never really start with the actual lyrics I kind of just start with kind of emotion anyway so um seeing you know new or artistic things on screen I think does help me just because I I like to tap into the the visual aspect of what the song might help you imagine so I, I really do like I, I do think it helps yeah I, mean, I know and Glenn tells me all the time he's like man hitting those pucks makes feels like I'm hitting that big old <laughs> bass string <laughs> oh yeah I mean for me I don't, I don't know like I I get influenced by cities a lot from when I'm writing so I mean a lot of the I'm in like Las Vegas today a lot of the uh like riffs and stuff just are inspired by like the energies of different cities and just walk around and seeing people because there's people from everywhere here and that's I don't know like wondering what those people's stories are or, you know just seeing like people just drunk out of their mind falling over in the street like yesterday there was a or not yesterday two days ago there was a car wreck on Las Vegas Boulevard and it caught on fire and these people were trying to smash the guy out of the car luckily they got him out of the car two minutes before the whole car went in flames but you know there's always something going on always something to take from just like life you know yeah my answer yeah i mean i guess for me like all my high energy stuff that i write comes from the adrenaline of like playing hockey sometimes you know it's i don't know i guess i i i I think a lot when i'm playing not ever about the game which is probably why i'm not good at it Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but i'll like think of riffs or like melodies and stuff while i'm playing hockey it's weird the good news for you, Glenn, is that you've um, now been dropped by your coach, if you're on the team. <laughs> for, for, I run the team. That's how you've come off that one. But it's great <laughs> that you've got inspiration, um, if that's how it comes about. Um, no, that, that's absolutely great. Because, you know, it's great that you're, like I say, you're able to take different things from life and mm-hmm. just put it all together. Um, obviously, you've briefly touched on coming over to the UK and Europe later this year. Um, I was going to ask what is next for you guys, but obviously that's a clearly a big part of the plans for 2023 what else have you got in the uh on the planner so to speak um we're gonna finish our record and we gotta shoot a couple of videos for some new songs and you know just kind of hopefully start getting the wheels turning and going to as many places as possible and getting the music out there yeah winning some new fans over and glenn needs to buy a new hockey hockey puck so he's gonna save yeah, up for that I'm running out <laughs> he gets him into the audience that's that's because he's not focusing they keep going into the yeah. stands and I, know, I, know. I try to shoot and it just goes the wrong way because i'm not paying attention yeah. you always it, score goals for the other team yeah. yeah i'm always scoring for the other team glenn do you think about hockey when you're playing lovesick radio sometimes yeah <laughs> sometimes dude, you watch I do watch a game and i'm like come on dude we gotta <laughs> but there's a game on <laughs> Awesome. I appreciate that obviously the album's not out yet, so I appreciate we could be going to be quite limited to what we can talk about. But what um what can you give away about the album in terms of what's it about and what can people expect from the upcoming album? Um, there's a lot of really cool new songs that I'm excited about. There's a, a two ballads on there, one called Um Why Weren't You First, which we totally rewrote and revamped from what it was originally. We wrote it kind of, I believe, during that pandemic. Yeah. We played it live a few times, but it just wasn't like 
wasn't happening. Then we're like, hey, let's re let's revision this thing and make it a little cooler. I'm really excited about how that turned out. And then there's another ballad called, um, what's it called? Somebody it's called Give Me the Night. Give Me the Night. Thank you. Um, that's really cool. It's such a it's a piano driven song, which is a, a, like a first for us for the piano is the main instrument and everything else kind of like supports it. And it's really it's really good. Like I'm like, damn, this is joy. We wrote a really good song for once. This is awesome. <laughs> it's going to be real cool. It's just so sparse and there's not a lot in, in it. And I think that's what adds to the beauty of that song. The, when you were obviously putting this album together, was that during the, the pandemic times? And if it was, did you face any challenges with that? Obviously, maybe one of the challenges would be not being able to get into the same studio space because obviously we were having to, at that time, distance and do what we needed to do to stay safe. Yeah, it was a, it was a little weird because, you know, like writing wise, we'd send ideas kind of back and forth because we weren't mm -hmm. couldn't really get together for a while. And then when things started opening up a little bit, we'd have like one or two guys in the studio at a time kind of build stuff that way. So yeah, it was it was a little challenging, but you know I think it brought out the best in everybody because nobody had anything else to do but concentrate on what we were doing. Like Glenn became an amazing bass player during that whole time. He practiced. That's debatable. Time. Yeah, all I did is listen to Dave Matthews and try to learn from that. So maybe he didn't. No, he listened <laughs> to Dave Matthews. I'm just kidding. Dave. <laughs> would Would you say that was probably the biggest challenge in terms of obviously the pandemic just being that it was the main challenge to the album? Or was there anything else that you had to work around with, with making the album? Um, I don't, I don't, I think that was really it, you know, because we couldn't play live, which sucked, you know, it's like, yeah. then you're just, what is going on with the world? You know, it's, is this, everything was just kind of moving slow. So we just kind of took it almost like a song at a time. So like we put mm -hmm. out, um, nothing left to lose, I believe was the first single we put out during the pandemic. And, um, it, it's, you know, it got some of our best reviews for a song, I think kind of also kind of started us going because it got a lot of momentum behind it with these other songs we started putting out afterwards. Um, just to kind of close out our time together, which has been absolutely amazing. I've got some fun questions and this will make Tuck happy because one of the first question is, Tuck, are you a Marvel or DC guy? Oh, well, okay. I'll, if, I'll just give you the simple version. I guess I'm a DC guy, but I mean, Marvel movies are really good and it's, if it's about the films, Marvel has a beat, but man, I love DC Comics and all the expanded stuff and the more mature cartoons they put out. I'm a Nightwing is my favorite superhero of all time, so there you go, Nightwing, which is the uh, Robin grown up. I I don't disagree with you. Marvel do make better films, but DC write a better comic. Well, should I say put together a better comic book? It's probably yeah, a better phrase. I do like the way they put them together for sure. Absolutely fine. Um. What was the the last album you all listened to? Ooh, um, I'll go first. The last album I listened to was the 1975's new album. Okay. Being funny in a foreign language. That, in my opinion, is their best work that they've done. I think the last record I listened to, well, earlier today when I was working out was uh, Goodbye June's latest record. How about you, Tucker? Man, oof. Like a. <laughs> um, trying to think of like the last full record. Oh, well, I guess just yesterday I put on uh, Yourself or Someone Like You, a Matchbox 20. Oh, I that's just such blasted, a good album. I just blasted that all the way through. I Because I always forget um, 
how much I can just sink into that until I put it on. I always know it's one of my favorite albums anyway, and then I put it on and I get lost in it. And I'm like, I could re, I could just re-listen to that. Uh, if you could put to a band together, who would be in your band? Probably a uh, Tucker, Glenn. <laughs> I would never choose Ooh. myself to be a guitarist in the band because <laughs> it's not very good. I'm good enough to I'm good enough to lay underneath Dave and let him uh, let him do his uh, let him do him some, his magic. I kind of just hang there and just hold on to it. Hmm. <laughs> hold on to Dave's magic. I don't even know what that meant. I'm gonna attack that. That's gonna be, that's gonna be a T-shirt. My Which... my my T-shirt says "Hold on to Dave's magic." <laughs> oh man, I don't know. That would be a really tough one because there's so many musicians who I love and like really, really love the way they play. Um, David Gilmore would be the guitar player mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I don't know, man. That's a tough question. <laughs> That's like an impossible question almost. <laughs> David Gilmore. So there you go. David Gilmore's the whole band. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want anyone else. um and then the very last one what makes music special for you um for me it is the opportunity to put my emotions and feelings into a sound uh, that can resonate with other people yeah to me it's i think it's just songs like killer songs you know all that it doesn't matter what style the music is it's a great song like that gets me excited yeah, I agree with that. It doesn't matter what genre it is. If I, if something I like, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, soccer. Yeah, I guess uh, just I like the it, listening to a song that gets me excited, gets me um emotional in any sort of degree, whether it's good or bad. It um just makes me think about jamming out since I've been a little toddler in the car with my dad listening to classic rock. It just gets me back into that feeling where uh, you know, playing any sort of show makes me feel like, you know, just kind of a freeing. Finally, you're able to be you the way you want it, to, the way the you that you want to be when you're on there and you know, on stage and playing music. And it gets me that feeling. Uh, and that's the kind of thing that I just want to do all the time. Absolutely perfect answers. Um, guys, thank you very, very much for joining me on Set in the Tone. I wish you all the best for the album when it comes out. Um, I'll be keeping eyes on when that announcement is made with the, uh, album links and streaming links etc that comes with an album these days and hopefully we get to see you on the uk show later this year um great man hopefully you make yeah. it out thank you oh if james if james got anything to do with it rage he'll have he'll have me at a show no doubt. So, <laughs> uh, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a wonderful human being so not a oh, problem <laughs> awesome well thank you for having right, us thank you yeah thank, no, yeah no, thank you so much no not a problem have a lovely day because it's still quite early over in the states man. i think it's what three o'clock mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, coming a little up bit before. before. It's, yeah, it's almost, it's almost yeah. noon. So it's almost three for those guys. Awesome. Right. Until next time, yeah, stay fun. safe. And um, I'll speak to you all another, another time. Thanks. See yeah. you. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you. Yep. Have a good one. So that was the guys from Love Sit Radio. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Um, some really, really cool topics, conversation there, and some great laughs to be had. A massive thank you to Glenn, David, and Tucker from Love Sit Radio for their time. And of course, Jamie at Rage PR 
um, for organising that. If you wish to come on the show or you've got something to, you know, you wish to have reviewed, whether that be a single or an album, or you want to talk about a new project or a tour that you've got coming up, please don't hesitate to reach out to me via stt-setantonoutlook.com or you can reach out through the Facebook and Instagram pages and that's simply set in tone uk podcast and we're also on twitter which is sttuk podcast i'll do my very best to review and see what we can do to set that up um once again thank you to everyone for tuning in today's episode it means the absolute world to have your support as always until next time stay safe and bye-bye for now